Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Hook and Landry. As my goodness, we are almost halfway through November, Thanksgiving on the horizon. If you haven't been to LandryFootball.com, you're absolutely crazy. You have to go to LandryFootball.com, be a subscriber, know more about football than any of your friends and all of them put together. When we started this podcast, Chris, <laughs> I specifically said, and I think you agreed, we don't want it to be the COVID podcast. But there's just no denying it. Um, it's in the SEC, um, and we've, we're have we beginning to see it. Uh, we've already seen it cancel games. So just kind of your thoughts on if, if you were still a coach, how you would try to even hold a team together. I mean, what, what, what can you do? Well, and for those that, um, you know, we tape this show live on Monday afternoon. And so those of you that are listening, you know, early Monday evening for the Monday night game or whatever, you undoubtedly know by now that the Mississippi state Auburn game is canceled. The LSU Alabama game for this weekend is I don't want to classify it. I would just say that it's in jeopardy and we'll leave it at that. And maybe by the time you're hearing it, it may be even closer towards. And the difficulty of that, Dave, is LSU already has a game scheduled to be made up December 12th against Florida. There are no dates in which to make it's, I don't know what you do, you know, so we're in that spot. Now, it may not matter for LSU, but it will matter for Alabama. It'll matter for Florida, of course, that game that make up. So, yeah, it's it's what we talked about when we did this. And, no, we, we've not really talked about COVID unless it takes away a game. And now here we are where it could have a, even more impact on the season. Dave, I, you know, we were talking before we started – taping this, most colleges are closing down their campuses for the rest of the semester right at the Thanksgiving break. So kids go home for Thanksgiving break, and when they come back, or excuse me, they don't come back, they do online classes. That's going to be the finish of their season and their exams and what have you. There may be some exceptions, I don't know, but I know for the most part that's the case. I I said this when we started this, and I have concerns about it, be it college, NFL. And I know it's difficult, it's challenging, but un- unless we get into a 
semi-bubble of some sorts, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard because you're dealing with an environment where they're exposed a lot. I think they need to be put into a hotel room. I think you need to, you know, basically quarantine. You're, you're getting a lot of issues. As we're taping this, Texas A&M has cut off their practices as of Monday. Um, well, Mississippi State's where the biggest breakout is and why the Mississippi State-Auburn game is. So every day now, and it seems to be getting worse, Dave, as I'm assuming – it's due to the cooler weather. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it seems to be happening. Just you know, it seems like there are more positive tests. So we got a real legitimate concern about getting this season in, um, getting enough games in, and we knew that was a possibility. But we just kind of moseyed along, and I think we all were hopeful that maybe we got this behind us. But it's not, and it's actually. Uh, COVID looked like it's it's rearing its ugly head and it's going to have an impact the rest of this year. But I, I think, you know, having some sort of a quarantine, a bubble of some sort is the best way to go, the only way to go. And I, I think without it, we're going to have some some real problems. No, I'm I'm concerned. Um, I will say that I went on record. Um in late spring, early summer, and I said, "There's just no way that you could you could pull off a football season." That was my head talking. My heart hoped I was wrong, um, but they're going to need to be very fortunate. I'll say this though: if 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 a lot of the schools are going to shut down and do online classes, when they, so these guys, these uh, student athletes, or I'm sorry, students, stay home. Maybe that's better for the student athletes because there's not as many people to be exposed. Absolutely, it's not a bubble, but it's kind of something like that. Less exposure, less exposure. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to assume the, the bars on campus is going to have less. Although it just depends. I mean, how many, how many local kids at the university? So, in other words, if 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 it's still if you live within a half an hour, I don't know, a, a short distance, we'd be naive to think these college students still wouldn't go into the local bars. But as you're saying, not as much as the kids that are living on campus. No, I, I agree. And I, I've just, you know, we're it, to me, if you can't, it, there, there's a lot at stake. And I think that if you're going to have to do virtual classes, you know, why not make it um, a bubble? And I, you know, I think you're going to have an issue though. Um, I don't think you let your players go home. I mean, if the players go home for Thanksgiving for a couple of days, then you're exposing them to their parents and grandparents and people. And, you know, you, you potentially, if they're getting close to friends, close to home, they come back. So I, I think you got a real issue. I think you really need to, to look at it in terms of a bubble. And and I know that, you know, everybody's looking at it in terms of the football season. I'm a football guy and I admit that that's, that's part of it, but uh, you know, I, I don't want the season to be derailed, but, but the reality is there, there's a lot at stake and a lot for the players that they've put in. And a lot of it's getting jeopardized maybe because, you know, a handful of walk-ons decide to, Hey, you know, I'm not playing. I'm not big a part. I'm going to go and do my thing. Like you've said all along, college students you're not going to stop them from going out and all that well and it's one of those things you got to decide and 
I just am on record saying back in the summer, look, if you're going to do this, you've got to approach it almost like a bubble and say, look, for the safety of you as an athlete, you make a decision now. We're going into a bubble. We're going to put people up in a housing, a dorm, a hotel room, and you're going to do virtual teaching with rare exceptions. If you have to be in a lab, there's excuses. And with that, I think that would, would have been the best way to do it. Um, quite frankly, I think right now it's going to be difficult to, to get the rest of this season. And we don't know where it's going to, to be affected, you know, next. It's just one thing after another. And uh, look, I mean, you had a situation where it, at Cal Berkeley, there was one guy tested, but because of the regulations and because it was in Berkeley, it wasn't a Pac-12 thing. It was just a, a Berkeley thing. You're going to have this the rest of the way. But I know everybody's so centric, Dave, on playoffs. It, 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 it's it's starting to affect, like, if Alabama doesn't play LSU, well, the, LSU's not a threat to beat Alabama. But, you know, you wonder if it becomes one of these games. What if Clemson and Notre Dame were canceled last week because of this? What, you know, what, what if the SEC championship game is – you know, is compromised by this. Well, you you ain't no moving back. I mean, what? I mean, you're out of you're out of dates to move back. You know what well, I mean? How do you yeah. do it? That's that's my question. Is at what what point is this season? And people said this about the NBA, and I thought it was absurd because those guys had to be without their family, and they had to be in that bubble. It was more challenging. You had the Lakers who won it; they lost home court advantage. I thought that was more challenging, so I never thought that that championship was tarnished. But at what point do we get to where, even if we have a, a four-team playoff, that we look back at 2020 as always being a little bit tarnished because you don't have some of these big games? And I'm with you. I'm, I mean, Alabama's, if they play LSU, they're going to beat them. But that's still, you know, last year's national championship, that, that still looks good. Uh, to the national media, at what point is this is this tarnished and is kind of silly? Well, I, I think the answer when the point would be would be the point where a team that looks like national championship caliber gets eliminated because of COVID. If Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and I know Clemson lost, Notre Dame is in the mix right now. If they're able to if Clemson beats them and that's the only loss that Notre Dame has there in the mix, um, Florida is a good team. A&M's a good team. One of those teams gets eliminated because of COVID. Then I think it's, boy, you wonder, you know, you know, but, but to me, honest, honest with you, you know, college football is so, you know, we talk about, you know, lack of parity. It is really not. It's, it's it's Alabama, it's Ohio State, it's Clemson. One of those three teams are winning the national championship. And there's really it, – it, I think if one of those teams are eliminated, then, you know, then it's a little bit of an issue. But, no, I, I, I'll say this, Dave. In some ways, you know, people will look at it that way. It's not normal. It's good. If you're able to survive this – I mean, I think it's almost a 
bigger obstacle than you normally have. And even more impressive, if you're able to deal with all this stuff and get through with it. I mean, don't you think it's, it's, it, these are normal. This is not normal distractions. This is pretty impressive for the team that ends up winning it. It's pretty doggone impressive to get through this year more so than in normal years. It well, if if an Alabama isn't eliminated because of that, I, I will agree with you. If, if if it's Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, and they make the Final Four, and then we we're COVID free from that point forward, and whatever team wins it, yes, I think they overcame more. But that's a big if. I mean, if Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson aren't in it. Uh, that that would that would change my view if they're not in it because of COVID. Now let me ask you about that uh, Clemson Notre Dame game because we don't often come off a loss for a team and say they're still uh, a definite uh, team that's going to be in the college football playoff. But I think we all know the situation with Trevor Lawrence. What did you think of the way Clemson played and DJ Ugalele? I thought they played well. Um, certainly played well enough to win think Notre Dame deserves a lot of credit. Um, they had opportunities that they missed and came back and still won it. Um, not only were they out Trevor Lawrence, they were out some key guys on defense, but look, I mean, they played well. They, you know, they, they were there. This Notre Dame team deserves a lot of credit. I didn't think it would happen. Still thought Clemson would win and Clemson still had every opportunity to win it. It was a game after watching it. It was pretty. Um, pretty evident to me that, you know, this is, this still one of the best teams in the country. So what I take from it is certainly if Clemson beats Notre Dame, let's say in the ACC championship game, but just wins the ACC, I, you know, particularly if they're able to play Notre Dame again, I, there's no question in my mind. They're one of the four best teams Clemson is. I think now what it does, it puts Notre Dame in a position to where if they lose in the ACC championship game, they're the front front runner to get that fourth spot if they run the table because they will have accomplished more and have a better resume than, say, an A&M or a Florida. Now, the only issue would be is what if Florida were to upset Alabama in the SEC championship game, Florida would get it as the SEC champion then you have how does Alabama match up against Notre Dame? That would be the only thing that probably would be um, likely that maybe Notre Dame would be threatened. But I think Notre Dame is in really good position right now. So I think it it looks good, but not definite. I think where it hurts, it hurts a team like AM. You know, that AM would they're gonna be favorite in the rest of their games but they got blown out by Alabama. They won't have a very difficult schedule the rest of the way, and Notre Dame's resume is going to look better than Notre, than, uh, than A&M. No, no question about that. So I, that's kind of how I see it. In fact, I, I got something on LandryFootball.com today where I, I go over all the national playoff contenders in their paths, what need to happen for them. And I kind of see it that way. Um, and there's still some teams, a lot of things can happen. We see it every year and this year more than ever, Dave, and we're kind of alluding to it. Crazy things may happen. Now to your point though, what would, and no disrespect, but let's just say a, a Notre Dame or an A&M where they win the national title. 
and it was in large part due to say COVID affecting a Clemson, uh, an Alabama or Ohio state. Then I hate to put it this way. It kind of looks like in my view, that would be a little bit more of an asterisk. Well, you know what? Had it not been for COVID, I think one of those teams would have won it. But look, I, I, I still think it's going to be uh, kudos to whoever takes care of their business because not only do you have to have the on-field discipline, you got to have the off-field discipline to make sure that things go your way and guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and uh, hope that this spread doesn't take place. Yet, I, you know, I don't. I'm not saying that that everybody that's getting an outbreak is necessarily doing wrong things. I don't know. Um, I tell you what, one team needs to do to get in the college football playoff is uh, getting a time machine, and that's Georgia. Um, getting just a, a beat pretty soundly by Florida. I have seen before um, a changing of the guard. In, in the SEC East, because as as most people know, I cover Tennessee and uh, the SEC East closely. Is that a changing of the guard type of game, or is that just a blip on the radar? Depends on how Kirby handles it, Dave. Look, I, you know, um, on the SEC show Friday, I said, look, this game is either going to be a close Georgia win or Florida is going to win in a blowout. And what I meant by that is once Florida got a lead, Georgia can't come back with a passing game, Dave. They just, they can only win one way. Um, In all the talks now, Kirby and no better than Mark Richt and all that. Look, all those things are fair game. What I can tell you is that when I look at Georgia, Dave, I see a team that does not have any ability to be successful consistently in the passing game against good teams. And so they're so one-dimensional. This is fixable. So to answer your question, no, Georgia can bounce back and be, you know, the fact that they got better overall talent does not matter. They don't have better overall talent at quarterback or receiver. Florida's better. Florida's more talented at tight end, at wide receiver, at quarterback. I grant you. Georgia has better talent than than Florida in other areas. But Georgia can't throw the football successfully. Until they learn how to do it, they're going to have a problem. So the answer is, is it a changing of the guard? It might be. If they don't fix their offense, it very well likely will be. If they do fix it, I think it's fixable, Dave. Can Kirby fix it? Yes. Can he get it fixed? Yes. Will he? Don't know. That's the the magic, you know, that's the the unknown factor is um you got to fix that. And that is this is an offense that is broken. This is an offense that has not developed the passing game. And it's more than just about recruiting a quarterback, but having a system that can fortify a quarterback, develop a quarterback, and keep a quarterback. I mean, this talk about Jamie Newman left because he was beaten out was nonsense. There's no way there was no there was no opportunity to beat anybody out. There's no spring practice. And he left <laughs> right in the middle of the fall. Beating out how? I mean, there was no there was no nothing to beat out. Um he just due to COVID decided to go. I'm gonna gonna go and get prepared for the NFL. 
I think he had some people in his ear telling him, look, this offense is not going to really fit you as much. It's going to hurt your draft stock, yada, 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 which I, I, I don't know that I agree with that, but that's kind of what he was told. And so all of a sudden, they don't have a quarterback that can make enough plays in the passing game, but they also haven't developed the passing game well enough because if you look at it, look at teams that don't – I mean, look at a Missouri with a freshman quarterback. Look at Kendall Browse at Arkansas, what he's doing with Felipe Franks. Look at what people can do with coaching to develop play. But you can look at a Georgia. You can look at a Tennessee. You see no ability to develop that, and that, and it's a it's a chicken egg thing. Is if you can't develop that, it's hard to bring them in and develop, and therefore, well, none of the quarterbacks are good enough because they're not really developed. But yet, you know, there's some guys that maybe have potential over time if you know how to develop it. In in Georgia right now, their passing game is broken. Outside of beating bad teams, they're so one dimensional that they've got to figure that out. And I can't answer for Kirby if he's got that figured out. If he's so stubborn that he can't figure it out, well, then that's going to be, you know, the answer is Florida will continue. But I I don't think it's necessarily a, hey, it's over now. It's all Florida. Uh, We'll see going forward where that is. But I I think certainly they're excited at Florida right now about where they're going. (laughs) Yeah, let's uh, talk Tennessee. Um, Such a significant loss because you've got a coach in his third year and you've got a coach in his first year. I didn't, I thought Sam Pittman was a terrible hire. Um, You pointed out that the people that he has hired around him uh, are are uh, supporting him, and and that's part of the reason for their success. And I thought that was great insight uh, a couple of weeks ago. But my goodness, if you'd have told me a Sam Pittman, offense uh, was going to score 24 points against uh, any team in the SEC not named Vanderbilt, 24 points in a quarter, I would have thought you were crazy. I mean, and and Tennessee fans, because I'm, I'm close by, I hear it. Um, you know, they're not burning couches left yet like they did <laughs> with Lane Kiffin. Um, but um, it wouldn't stun me. Uh, at all if that started and suddenly Tennessee's sitting at two and four and two and four in the SEC obviously and Arkansas at three and three is having one of the most surprising years in the nation in my opinion yeah and let's remind folks what Tennessee's got left A&M at Auburn uh, you know I know they beat them last year at Florida I mean Dave, Vanderbilt's the only sure win left. Sure win. I'm not saying they can't surprise, but it'd be a surprise if Tennessee won more than one game, more than Vanderbilt left. That's that's a that's an awful season. Uh, we talked at the beginning when we started this podcast what maybe the expectations for Tennessee would be this year. It's this is a struggle, and you know on the different platforms on Landry football. I thought this was a big game for Jeremy because just what you've kind of alluded to the optics of, okay, you're in your third year. It's supposed to be getting better. And you're facing a first year coach in Sam Pittman, by the way, 
other COVID news. Sam Pittman's tested positive for COVID. So he's not going to even be able to coach this week against Florida. So that's, you know, I mean, just, you know, just, just, uh, and, and, and he's got symptoms. So it's not, you know, I mean, there's always that possibility like with, with the Nick Saban, you know, but I, I don't want to get too much off track, but I mean, the answer is what has Sam done? Sam hired Kendall Browse, who's doing a great job with that offense. Barry Odom was doing a great job with that defense. That is the key. That is the big difference of Jeremy Pruitt has not hired well on his staff. It's been a problem. He does not get along very well on his staff. I think you saw some other issues. How many people watched the Tennessee game? I know you did. You saw some issues again on the sideline. And look, you always have a little dust-ups on the sideline with coaches, but one of their assistant coaches got so angry, told Jeremy he was going to kick his ass. You know I mean? Th- those are the type of things where, you know, fired a, no, you fired a, an assistant coach already this year, and Jeremy's got a reputation for not really being real polished and getting along. Look, it's one thing to kind of fit into that good old country boy, tough. And you have to know how to relate and communicate and coach the coaches. And if you're antagonistic, look, Nick Saban is tough on his guys, but he communicates. He clearly defines what he expects them to do at each position, how they're going to do it. And he holds them accountable. And God forbid, if you don't, I mean, he's, it's, it's tough, but there's, there's a lack of communication there and there's a problem. That's the issue. It's also, you know, what's going on in Michigan with bad coaching hires by Jim Harbaugh. You know, it's, it's, these are things that are part of being a head coach. It is something that is not talked about enough. Dave coach comes in great recruiters. The next isn't a guy that sounds good. Nowhere do people focus on the ability to coach the coaches, the ability to hire assistant coaches, develop those guys, work with those guys, identify, you know, all the things that need to be covered and things that you're not good at, make sure that they're covered and making sure that you've got the right blend. And Jeremy struggled with that. And that's part of the problem and why we've seen, um, in some cases, a lack of consistency in, in growth going forward. And we see step ups, step ups at time, but we've got, you've got some real problems there. And I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, you, you've not ruled it out. I've basically said, regardless what happens the rest of this year, I think Jeremy's coming back next year, but it's going to be a very difficult year for him and the guy that made the commitment to hire him and extend him, Philip Fulmer, it's going to be be real interesting. Now you've got a lot of insights I know into Philip and his tendency. Now I've always said I think Philip's part of the problem over there, but you know they've got some real issues going on there, and um, I'm curious to see how this plays out the rest of this year. I want for things to work out, but I'm not sure that that Jeremy being a head coach at this level is something he's ready for. And it's tough. It's tough for your first time head coaching job to learn on the fly when there's that much pressure. I just thought that was an ugly loss, Dave, because of the circumstances of, look, 
first year coach, look how well they're doing in third year. And look how that happened too. another third quarter collapse. There's always something to remember when you see a team that consistently struggles in the third quarter. That is a lack of an ability to adjust in game at halftime. And boy, they, I mean, who has been worse in the third quarter this year in the country than Tennessee? Nobody. Nobody. It's been pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, so, Landry, we'll join you next week. You get a, you have to get to LandryFootball.com. You'll learn more about football than you ever imagined you could. I love the websites at Daily Check. So, uh, check out LandryFootball.com. So, we'll see you in a week. And, Work in some NFL and some more things next week. Just a lot going on in college football. We'll try not to say the C word, the COVID word, if we, <laughs> if we can not. avoid it. I think that's going to be difficult, but we'll try. So uh, we'll talk to you in a week. For uh, Chris Landry, I'm Dave Hooker. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.